0: The High Man's Radio. Man, so how you been, man? Uh,
1: well, you know, hanging in there during doing the COVID thing, you know.
0: Dude, nope. how, you, how you been holding up with that?
1: Well, you know, <laughs> for for uh, a good chunk of last year, I started to go go a little stir crazy. I decided yeah. I was going to record a um, a solo acoustic album,
0: which nice. I did,
1: but I never mixed it. I, oh, you got to mix like, it! I spent like eight weeks weeks mixing one song and uh, <laughs> got a little burned out on it.
0: Yeah, no, that happens. <laughs> I, mean, I love acoustic shit. Um, <clears throat> so you you recorded like a whole album during the the lockdown and stuff? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, that's that's really productive. Uh, a couple of my musician friends are like, Nah, I'm just gonna smoke weed all day and just hang out. It's like, dude, write some music.
1: <laughs> well, you can you can still do that.
0: You can, you can. <laughs> 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 it just, you know, just just have the creative juices going, and that's yeah. awesome. So, when are you planning on releasing it?
1: Um, sometime after I mix it. <laughs> um, I'm actually working on on five albums, so the acoustic albums is one of them. I've got I've got a new Naked Picasso's album I've been working on, and I've got a uh, album I'm doing with my friend out of um, out of uh, France uh, called uh, Sky Change, hmm. and uh, a couple of th- experimental and um, instrumental albums.
0: So I want to talk about uh, Naked Picasso's. So what's what's uh, you know what's the story behind that band?
1: Well, the story behind that band is we started around like nineteen ninety one in in Hollywood, and um, de- played all over Hollywood for years and years. And around the beginning of the millennium, people just started drifting away, and now I'm just kind of holding it down with guest appearances.
0: <laughs> oh, so so you you're not a part of that group anymore?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still fronting it. I'm still. Uh, I'm still putting out albums, but a lot of these, see, the problem was, like, the guitar player, he was making over $100,000 a year doing animation. He He's one of the original Budweiser and Frog guys, mm, and, got it. and the keyboardist, he was making over hundred grand uh, doing artificial intelligence, and they just didn't feel like they were, you know, it was really worth it to them to, to go kicking around clubs in Hollywood for next to nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. Yeah, I used to do that the the Hollywood scene, and I I ain't gonna lie, I miss performing out there, and yeah. and I I guess I guess I mean when you you know it it's it's kind of like it turns into a hobby when you don't when you have like a like a a career that kind of consumes your life, you know. Yeah. But sure. I mean, it happens, you know. But that's good that you guys are still doing music at least. I mean, you guys aren't performing, but you're still recording albums.
1: Yeah. I'm- <laughs> I mean, I'm still performing, but with those guys, basically, some of them are just starting to get back into uh, the fold because a lot of them are starting to go into retirement, and they've got nothing to do now.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, uh you busy? You're like, I'm very busy. What can I do for you? <laughs> well, that's good. At least they're, they're getting back into it. I mean, you, you know, you got to play music. You got to do it, you know. Um, I was listening to the stuff uh, t- uh, to uh, your album. You're actually your Spotify and uh-huh. SoundCloud for uh, Naked Picasso. What's the inspiration? Let's start with Naked Picasso. Let's get them out of the way, and then we'll focus on you. What uh, what inspired the the style of music that you guys are writing? It's it's very familiar. It's uh, for me, you know, being older, like I like I like it a lot. So, like, what inspired you guys? Yeah, to well, that? we
1: were inspired by a lot of the prog bands from the seventies. You know like jethro Tull, and uh you know that kind of stuff and yeah then then the, then the 80s like creeped in and this and the synthesizer we got some of the synthesizer things going on there and, and stuff like that but like i said after after a while you know it's just i ended up writing a lot of it myself and people started dropping off and you know <laughs> but we're kind of we're kind of a sort of on a a, a kind of a progish kind of blend with with those guys
0: yeah. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. Um I I listen to pretty much um, the first like 10 15 songs on here. Um Yeah, you guys had a Christmas album. Yeah. <laughs> I I noticed that. I'm like, "Wait, is this the right band?" It is. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the
1: the cool thing about a Christmas album is it <laughs> comes back every year, you know. That's true, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like here. Release these uh, songs again. Um, So you said you're still performing, right? Yeah. Where are you performing now? Are you doing like live stream stuff or?
1: Yeah, right now I'm I'm doing a lot of live stream. What I like to do is I like to uh, like get into his space where yeah I'm gonna go do a bunch of live stream. Then I just like to just pop up on different sites without telling anybody I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) Do a few songs and blow out of there before they know what's going on.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, so how long have you been playing?
1: Uh, well, I mean, pretty much ever since I can remember But, um, you know uh, <laughs> I don't know, do I want to show my age here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say you're very um, You've been playing for a long time <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I no. But, I, I mean, you, did, you start, did you start off playing? Oh, you're wearing a flash hat. Awesome. DC, hell yeah. <laughs> um, are you, uh, did you start off playing guitar, or did you start off with other instruments? I mean, I know you sing, so what was your first instrument?
1: Oh, well, when I was a kid, I had this guitar that was cracked in half. So you you you'd be able to bend the body and go like depending on oh. how you bending the body. So yeah. I, and then I also had this broken down like uh, like plastic keyboardists that like ran from ran out of that ran on air pressure, you know. And that's really what I started.
0: on. <clears throat> and it kind of just went from there. Yeah. So so growing I, up, who were your influences?
1: Um. Well, Cat Stevens, David Bowie. Oh, they, yeah, were, yeah. they were they uh, were competitors back on the Durham label and you know a lot yes and uh, Jethro Tull ELP and The Who you know Echo and the Bunnymen Psychedelic Furs um Bebop Deluxe it's
0: all the greats
1: yeah the list goes on
0: yeah is there anyone that stuck out the most
1: yeah well my favorite is Cat Stevens and uh I actually Mm. got to do backup vocals for him uh no
0: way no way uh, was back that like when, a dream come true? Back
1: when Egypt was having their, uh, their, uh, rising up and he did a, uh, he did a song for them called my people. I, I got to do backups, my people, my people, my people. That's
0: pretty much all <laughs> I did. All that. <laughs> wow. So, so is that like a dream come true? Like being? Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. Were you starstruck at all? Like?
1: Um, I actually did it, uh, over the internet.
0: Oh. Cause oh, okay. he lives in Dubai. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So it's, you know, he, he didn't send me a ticket to fly over to Dubai. So uh. we, we actually did it <laughs> over the internet. I, I, I always wished I could have done some backups with David Bowie, but unfortunately he's gone now.
0: I know. God, dude, I, I, that hit me hard when I heard, you know, right. um, when he came out with Black Star, I i mean, obviously, he knew, obviously, the whole song, the whole album, excuse me, was about, you know, him yeah. getting ready, but just watching the music videos and listening to the music really, really hit me hard, and then when I heard, I was like, fuck.
1: Yeah, it's like, uh, all of a sudden, hey, it's Bowie's birthday, he's got a brand new album on, hey, it goes to number one, and like three days later, he's dead. He's
0: dead, yeah, I know, <laughs> yes, yes, I, it was, What? <laughs> As it's yeah it was so fast
1: but what i really liked about that was was the title track you, you know and if you're you're watching the video they're, they're carrying uh a major tom's uh, skull but yeah. there's a place where he dies and the music changes and then after that he's singing after he's already dead
0: you know i didn't catch that yeah you're yeah, right but the, the music completely
1: changes and he goes like into this more uplifting kind of fantasy strange music and then you know something happens on the day he died you know and that's i thought that was really impressive
0: wow yeah you know you're right yeah yeah he it, that wow whoo that just gave me even more chills <laughs> <laughs> Jeez! yeah no that'd been great to to, to have the opportunity <coughs> excuse me to have the opportunity to, to to do something with him but you know i mean it's 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 tragedy you know it's like like Van Halen and you know that's the most recent one that I that I heard of.
1: Well, for me, once Lou Reed died, everybody started dying. You know, <laughs> Keith you, Emerson, Good yeah, Day, Bowie.
0: You yeah, know? you're right. You're right. I he did uh, he did that album with Metallica and and yeah. He it's after a, that was a pretty weird album. <laughs> you know, I'm a huge I'm a huge Metallica fan. No uh, shame, no shame, because I grew I grew up with you know, Floyd and Metallica, but, um, I, I, uh, I'm a huge Metallica fan. And, and when Lulu came out, I gave it a shot. I have it. I have like the deluxe.
1: Do I know? listen to it? No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I gave
0: it a shot. I listened to it probably three times. And I was like, ah, I love you. I love you guys, but I can't do it. I love both of you but I can't do it. Like it was, it was, it was a good effort A for effort, but it was, it was such a weird
1: it, it it seemed like it seemed like a takeoff on on the movie Boxing Helena, where where they were like cutting cutting off her limbs and sticking her in a box. Yeah. But a lot of the lyrics seem very close to that.
0: Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Wow, that's another band that talks about about Helena. The Misfits also have a song called Helena. Very very oh, good song okay. by the way. Yeah, very good song. So, all right. So, so you've been in the scene for a while. You've been you've toured and all that fun stuff, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, any any uh any crazy stories? Any, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Any interesting oh, stories? Oh yeah, I
1: got some crazy stories. I was doing I was doing um just uh about 2 years ago, I was doing uh uh a series of shows with with um guys that, that used to be in the band Redbone. Oh. Yeah, so uh, we had uh, a series of three shows, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're going to be doing. Of course, Thursday, I wiped out in a body surfing accident, and oh. I, I ended up wound up on crutches. So I, I'm there limping around on crutches, and we get there, and, and it's 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 like a comic convention kind of thing. And I'm going, okay, well, where's our security? And they go, oh, yeah, we got the best security. We got all, got all these grandmasters, man. Nothing's going to happen to you. They had all these Kung Fu grandmasters there on Friday well okay so they're supposed to put us up in in a hotel they didn't instead they put us up in a haunted bar where somebody got murdered what the fu- <laughs> and, uh, yeah where they're try trying to sleep and uh the the keyboard player and the bass player they're all drinking uh drinking vodka all night and i think tweaking or something and uh the, the next day comes around and uh the keyboard player loses his mind he picks up a uh picks up a bar stool, breaks it across the guitar player. And then he, then he starts coming at me with a box cutter and I'm there on crutches, you know? And, 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 and uh,
0: and this was before the show.
1: This was before the show on Sunday, <laughs> the, the third day, <laughs> our, our final day there. And, uh, so I call the cops cause this guy's like swinging box, box cutters at people. And he broke a, broke a martini glass and he's swinging that around. So they show up and, uh, the the player player's listening to something on the headphones. He doesn't know what's going on. Of course, they arrest him instead of the <laughs> keyboard player. They're bringing That's... him out in, in, in handcuffs. I'm going, not him, the the other guy. <laughs> so and then they, <laughs> they they finally got him and he got there out. We didn't press any charges because we figured he was just like yeah. screwed up out of his mind or yeah, whatever. Yeah. We just didn't want him killing us until he you know came to and and it was weird because all these red bone guys they're like of like mexican origin yeah and the cops were going around asking everybody uh what their uh what 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 race they were basically and they come up to me and i go uh they go um they ask me and i go well my my mother was from spain what does that make me and she looks at me and goes caucasian I write it down. <laughs> But <laughs> as, as far as the guy losing his mind, there's, there's a few theories on that. One, uh, we got a phone call from somebody that knew uh, Lolly Vegas, uh, the original guitarist, uh, uh, because that, that, uh, that day, the guitarist who had replaced him was wearing the costume that he had wo- worn on the Saturday, uh, um, uh, the Midnight Special back in the 70s. Yeah. And so we got a call from her saying that costume was haunted. And oh, uh, man. so it was either the haunted costume got in this guy's head, or the ghost of whoever got killed in that bar we were we were sleeping in or something, but uh oh, but some man. T- took him over and just made him nuts and See. and I, I'm, I'm and then after this mm-hmm. is all over, I'm asking a guy, okay, where's where's all the security? Where's all these kung fu guys? Oh, they're not here today.
0: The <laughs> <laughs> <No>, one day <laughs> yeah, it happens, that they're not there. <laughs> so, so he was acting like out of character. Like he was just like you knew. Like okay, there's something yeah, fucking wrong with him.
1: It's like he was possessed or something.
0: Wow, he wow.
1: Kill the rest of the band.
0: And he was wearing the suit when that, <laughs> when that when that when that went down. So, so he was wearing the suit when that went down.
1: Well, the guitar player that got that got hit by by the bar stool was wearing the suit.
0: Oh, so, interesting.
1: Yeah, but uh, something. Something came over the keyboard player You know I don't know Maybe he'd been up for a week I don't know Yeah you
0: know? But, <laughs> Fuck that, that's, a a, that's a hell of a story That's a hell of a story
1: Yeah and I'm on crutches the whole time
0: you Holy know? shit And, and,
1: and we're, we're singing Come and get your love and of course everybody in, in the audience, uh, oh, they gotta they gotta jump up on stage to uh, sing that with us. So they're jumping up on stage, they're stomping on my foot that I just screwed up in a body surfing accident <laughs> because I, I'm there at the microphone and they're like rushing the microphone and just
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> Wow. Wow. What a what a weekend. What a weekend. <clears throat> what was your favorite place to perform at?
1: Um, I kinda like Al's Bar.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: Yeah, Al's Bar borrowers, I don't know if you ever played there. There's a little hole in the wall in Los Angeles, and um, yeah, a lot of punk bands played there and stuff. but uh there's there was a door that that only certain people knew about. You went out out the door and there was a little there was a courtyard like in between all the buildings was, um and, and everybody' would gather out there and party. So that was kind of cool.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. Al, yeah, I see Al's bar right here. Oh, I just lost it. Damn
1: it. Well, I mean, I played at the at the convention center. That was that was pretty good. Um, you know, I play. Also, did uh, the LA Marathon a few a few years. You know, and they had us playing. Uh, they had us playing in Koreatown one year, and and we had a Korean guitar player. And when <laughs> we saw it on the news, all you saw was a good Korean guitar player. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you played like you played out in outdoors, like there was an outdoor stage you guys performed in Korea Yeah, time? Uh, Oh that's rad. And that was for the marathon, really? Yeah. Wow, oh, interesting. That's cool. Wow. Um all right, so what was what's the worst venue you've ever played at? I love asking everyone this. This is my favorite two questions of all time. <laughs> if you want to share that.
1: Um I don't know, you know, I, I love, I love, I love all the venues, you know, it's like it, it's almost uh, <laughs> some of the worst venues are actually some of the most fun places to play. That is so <laughs> true.
0: That is so true. Very, very true. If it, if it looks like shit, smells like shit, it's probably gonna be the best night of your life. <laughs> Musicians know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> So okay, so you ventured off on your own after after you were with the band, and you've been kind of doing your own solo thing. Um, so what have you been doing since? You, you've released the records. You're performing. Are you doing like uh, like private shows, also venues and bars and stuff, or like what's 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 been, what's it looked like until the lockdown happened, pretty much?
1: Um, you know, I was doing a lot of uh, solo acoustic stuff, but uh, I've been uh, I've actually been. Uh, rehearsing with a blind drummer who was a protege of buddy rich
0: oh wow he
1: Was out here by the beach and he's uh yeah he can play anything um it's just a matter of getting him stuff on a cd because he you know he can't really uh he has has trouble accessing uh you know stuff just directly from the internet that he's, he's, you know, yeah, makes sense he's better off with just a cd
0: wow I, and you, you guys have been doing like a duo thing for a while.
1: Well, we're actually we're we'll, we're rehearsing for some, some recordings. You know, okay. Like the but, next of Picasso album that I'm working on, and that kind of thing.
0: So he's 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 drumming for for Picasso also.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he's going to be yeah uh, he uh, on the on the next album.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Where do you record at? Um,
1: I like... record right here where I'm talking to you. Oh, you got
0: your own spot there. Nice, nice. Yeah,
1: I, got, I got a recording studio in here. I've got a recording slash art studio. That's also where I draw my comics.
0: Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about that. So, so you, you're, you're. I, I, what I, what I saw, I saw an interview you, you did. I'm very, very interested in talking to you about Leprechaun. Um, this okay. Is, this is kind of a guilty pleasure. No one, no one knows that except for my daughter. I'm oh. a huge Leprechaun fan. I love oh, okay. the films. I love. You know, uh, Warwick Davis, you know, and
1: Uh, he's a cool guy.
0: Oh, yeah. I I wish I could hug him. Like, he's so cool. I'm a huge fan of Willow and stuff like um, what. So how'd you do? How'd you get into that? Like,
1: well, (laughs) here's how I got into it. Uh, (laughs) I was uh, I was playing with my band before the Naked Picasso. It's called Modern Myth. And uh, one of the groupies uh, worked at uh, Trimark Pictures. Now they had hired somebody to do the leprechaun comic who uh, who said they could make it look like a comic book, but what they did was they took stills from the movie and did really bad reproductions of them and and stuck word balloons on it. and uh, Charmark Pictures didn't like it. Hmm. So they were looking for an actual comic book artist, so she suggested me, and I went in for an interview, and uh, i did i uh, I drew the cover, and uh, they loved it, so we went from there. But uh, the, my art director was actually the drummer from a band called Hot Water Music. Oh. So I uh, ended up uh, going to their rehearsals and stuff and uh, hanging out with them. And and through them, met uh, met some other bands. Like, uh, uh, I'm trying to, trying to, trying to remember. But, but, yeah, there's a bunch of 80s, 80s bands, and, you know, we're kind of hanging out. But yeah, that's how I that's how I got to do the leprechaun. And they, they handed me a uh, uh, VHS of the completed movie, which wasn't out yet. So I, I got to watch that. And um, and then I also got some stills from Gabe Bartolos, so the guy who designed the uh, the makeup. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, and I did that and they had me changing stuff down to the second it went to press. Wow! You know, because they they've got <coughs> how these companies work is they've they've got a uh, uh, you know, like a board of people that all have to uh, earn a paycheck by putting in their opinion. No. so they're, <laughs> so they're going to be changing yeah. stuff down down to the last minute just just to prove that they're doing something.
0: Oh, isn't that fun?
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't actually because they they didn't want to cha- pay me for any of the changes.
0: Uh, I, that, that's, yeah. Okay.
1: And then it, then it got down to the end. They go, okay, now we want to do this, this, and this, and this. And, and we want to get it to the printer. Cause if we don't get it to the printer today. It's not coming out. And I, and I'm going, look, I've done all these changes for free. Why, why don't you pay me to do these changes? And, um, and, uh, he goes, well, here's what I can do. Why don't I send somebody down there to pick up your artwork and we'll have somebody else do the changes. I said, "Yeah, you do that. Uh, only uh, I won't be here, and neither will the artwork by the time you show up."
0: <laughs> wow! They really he goes, said, "Well, that. let me
1: call you back." Wow. And he, he called a meeting, and they decided to pay me for the for the for the last series of changes.
0: Unbelievable! And got, it,
1: got it done right before it went to press.
0: Wow! <laughs> you know? Fuck, dude, that's not, that was in the eighties.
1: Yeah. So. Ugh. Jeez. And it, and you know the 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 kicker is. I only got half the money that they originally offered to the first guys because they had paid them half the money, and now they didn't have the full budget. <laughs> so you know,
0: typical. So, <laughs> so typical. Fuck. Yeah,
1: it. it was very stressful, but uh, you know, it was. by, by the time I reached Comic Con that year, everybody had seen it. You
0: yeah. Know? There was, yeah. There
1: was. There's like a half a million copies of it.
0: How did you? How did you get into doing comics? Like. Like, uh, like, like, not literally, but like, like, what inspired you to start drawing comics? Uh well,
1: reading comics when I was a kid. You know, my my father was a, was a fine artist. He uh, <laughs> he he did like paintings and you know for museums and that kind of stuff. And uh, he actually burned most of my comic book collection because he didn't like Jack Kirby's art.
0: What? Really?
1: Yeah, exactly. Jack Kirby was was like. Uh, my, my guy I, I went to jack kirby's house when i was a kid and got to hang out with jack kirby um wow. sheldorf the founder of comic-con <laughs> took me up there and uh in fact jack kirby uh was one of the reasons why marvel comics hired me as an anchor because mm-hmm. he he would uh send me xeroxes of his pencil pages so that i could get experience inking and then i would ink them and send them to marvel and then my other buddy who craig anderson who was the the son of uh, the guy that did Mar- Marmaduke, Grant Anderson, mm. he was an editor there at Marvel, and between Jack and and Craig, they, they got me a gig doing inks over there.
0: Wow, wow! So you just so so do you do you write any of the stories, or just do you just do the drawings?
1: No, I'm <clears throat> all the stuff I'm doing now. I'm I'm writing.
0: Yeah. Is it difficult to? I, I've never, I've never spoken to anyone that does that does the ink for comics. Is it is it hard to kind of visualize what what it's gonna look like, or what's the process in that?
1: Well, the the process is making it, making the pencils, you know, look like so like the pencils should look, you know, when when you're done putting the ink on it. But uh, as I noticed in the early days. Um, when I was growing up reading comics, an inker could could make or break a, a penciler. He could either make the penciler look really great if he was terrible or really mm-hmm. terrible if he was great. Or, you know, because sometimes, <laughs> a, a lot of times they would mismatch uh, inkers and, and pencilers to mm-hmm. where they, they they really didn't jive that well with each other's styles.
0: Wow. Wow, what a process. Jeez. Yeah. Dang. So so let's go back to your music stuff. Um, so how, what's your writing process like?
1: Uh, my writing process is uh, as different as I can make it uh, from song <laughs> to song. Um, you know, sometimes I'll start off with music and write lyrics to it. Sometimes I'll write lyrics in, and then write music to the lyrics. And then sometimes I'll collaborate with other people. And, uh, you know, they'll come up with most of the music and I'll sit there and come up with the lyrics and stuff.
0: You do a lot of collaboration or?
1: I do actually. Um, not, not so much lately because, uh, because I'm not really seeing anybody, (laughs) you know, they're all in quarantine. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What a fucked up situation for musicians, man. You know, I was talking to, to someone about it and I was like, God, you know, it's, like there's everyone, not everybody, but there's a lot of people that are still able to go out and work. But as as working musicians, like you're kind of fucked, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, taking tips and 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 having salaries from doing gigs, and you know it's it sucks, you know. Um, yeah. in the in the studio that I'm located at, they do live streaming here, and they're kind of explaining the process to me and how they can only allow so many people in the room <clears throat> because yeah. they have to follow the guideline and I, and and I've I mean I've never done live streaming other other than the podcast and this is even weird for me cuz normally I have the person 6 feet in front of me <laughs> you know what I mean uh-huh. um so so it's it's I don't know it's it's really it's really strange like you're done with the song and there's no applause you know like or no yelling no one talking in the bar clinking of the. you know like it's
1: yeah that's know. why that's why James Corden has that button and he just presses for applause <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I heard you're gonna you're gonna perform a song for us today
1: sure would you like that now
0: yeah absolutely let me uh let me do this let me pin you so you could be the full screen all right man whenever you're ready I'm excited
1: all right this is uh this is the title track for the upcoming naked Picasso album it's called Return of the Ancients On the other side of the sky, I lived amongst you long ago, in long-forgotten times, just mentioning the name. Could brighten every mind. I'm longing for the greatest days, the watch face has erased. It's time to act. I'm going back. I hope I'll be embraced. Every faded thought replaced on the worldwide database. get back to the place that's vanished from trace and we can review the things you never knew
0: That is super cool. So That's, cool.
1: It's, a call, it's called Return of the Ancients. And basically, you know, it's the album is about some entity that was here thousands of years ago mm-hmm. coming back because, you know, he misses the <coughs> earth. and Then he gets back here and finds out, you know, things have kind of changed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, it's CG, man. <laughs> and by, by the end of the record, he's hitting back for the stars, but he's bringing back his new love that he found here. Wow, that's track stars with them.
0: Is that is that on any of the albums, or is that like a new one?
1: No, it's a new one. It's a title track for the one I'm working on now.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Do, would we you heard... mind do Would you mind doing another one for us? Uh sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me uh hold on. Let me pin you real quick. All right, go for it.
1: Okay, this is called. This is another one from the upcoming Naked Gospel album. It's called. Uh, you catch, you can't catch his mouse. <laughs> of God, that special someone. is different now, wielding love with deadly force, look out, when the children are the victims. You're hurting them on me. They give you their love. But you give them your pain. A close you won't see us again. Take it back in my life.
0: Dude, I'm I'm a fan. No, thanks. I'm a fan. Hey, so how can people get a hold of your music?
1: Um well, you can uh you can go to uh really any streaming site. I'm yeah. pretty much up there. You go to CD Baby, you can go to iTunes, you can go to Pandora. You can go to my record uh label liquidstarrecords.com. And uh yeah, I'm or you could go to YouTube or all
0: of the above. All right, you guys heard that. Well, it's going to be in the links below if you guys are watching the YouTube channel or even if you're on any of the the podcast streaming sites. Uh, just go down in the description. You can see all the links. I'm going to I'm going to put all of your links on there. Um, I wanted to talk to you about um, about Liquid Star Records. So yeah. that's your that's your your record company.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, everything is up there except for uh, the stuff out of France. the The Sky Change stuff is is not is not up there, but you can find it on any of the other places.
0: Nice, nice. So, so that's basically that's what that company is. What records all all of your music and yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. How long have you had that?
1: Uh, about three years.
0: Yeah. What what what, I'm curious, I'm curious. What what made you want to do your own record label?
1: Um, um, because I uh, I got a deal on it where I could uh, release uh, Mm -hmm. at least for the first couple of years, I could release as much music as I wanted to without uh, having to pay extra for it. Yeah. (laughs) uh, And now they're now they quit doing that deal, so I don't know. You know, (laughs) I I guess I'm gonna keep it.
0: Were you were you ever were you ever on any other any other labels or companies?
1: Um. Well, I mean, some obscure ones back in the back in the eighties <laughs> and early nineties. Um, but yeah, you know, my problem is I don't have management. I don't have an agent. I don't have any of that. So. Um, ah, you don't need that. I have been doing all this myself the whole time.
0: Well, that's that's I, I mean nowadays, especially nowadays, like that's the better route as long as you're consistent and you're just you know, you know, just on top of it, you know. Because I mean, honestly, like having I mean, it's good to have PR for sure, but like yeah. having management and all that, it's just like I don't know. I'm 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 old school myself, and I, I just don't like I don't know. I I feel like it's unnecessary to have any of that unless unless you're um, you know you're running multiple projects like multiple bands and stuff then maybe have a manager to Well help well you know yes
1: way. yes wrote an instrumental about that it was called 10% for nothing
0: <laughs> I did not know that Yeah I, 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 I read that.
1: about it in the new Steve Howe autobiography Ooh
0: Ooh <laughs> what a that's such a slap in the face. I got to check that out Oh wow that's awesome <laughs> Damn Okay, so so you're working on a new album. You're you're in the middle of mixing. Like, what's your, what's uh? When do you know when a song's done? It's so hard for musicians to kind of let stuff go. I mean, I'm still working on an album I wrote like fucking three four years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like me trying to mix this acoustic album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The the problem is, um, it kind of sounds different every time you listen to it. You you yeah. you might be listening to it one night. Oh yeah, that sounds great. You put it on the next morning. You go, what was I thinking? Yeah yeah, it's
0: <laughs> it's crazy how that works. You know, like I, I I remember listening to a song and just, oh, this sounds amazing, sounds amazing. And then like three weeks later, I listened to it again. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there, what happened to the soul? Where's is, why is it so thin? You know, <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, it's 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 incredible how that happens from one well, day the, to the, another. The
1: best the best way to go is to basically hire professionals to do all your engineering for you. That's what I used to do, but I you know I can't I can't really afford to pay them sixty bucks an hour and up at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm doing it myself, and I just. And that's why it's taking so long because I don't enjoy doing it. I don't enjoy EQing everything, you know, and all the rest of that stuff. You
0: know. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I, like, I, 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 I mean, I get crucified for saying this, but I absolutely hate audio editing. And I mean, I'm good at it. And, you know, it's it's my thing. But like, I'd rather be performing. Being, I'd rather be recorded than recording. Does that make sense? Like, like being an yeah. engineer yeah exactly it, yeah. it's
1: like it's like like in the yes book it's like okay okay well they spent all this time recording this that and the other thing they did this and the other then they gave it to the the producer and the engineer and said okay we're going on tour now let us send us some mixes when they're done yeah you know that's that's the way to go and then they just say oh we change this change that change this a little bit
0: you know, <laughs> we recorded everything. Like <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. You just record <laughs> your stuff, hand it to someone, and just be like, "All right, I'll give you. I'll uh, uh, give me an update when you're ready, whenever you feel yeah, like, it's, like it's yeah." It's my, ready. my
1: friend uh, produced uh, mm-hmm. Sting, uh Fields of Gold, and he said Sting was always calling into the studio saying, "Okay, let's let's adjust this, let's adjust that," but he was never actually there.
0: <laughs> oh, so he was involved in in his own mixing. Wow that's 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 tough you know like having having the the having the artist you know hovering over the engineers you know i i remember i heard a story with um was <laughs> with, Lar- with lars Ulrich where they he told the engineer mix it like this and the engineer is like what this is terrible <laughs> and then he left he left and then he remixed it and showed the producer and then lars yeah. came back he's like what'd you do to my mix <laughs> put it all back and the engineer was like what the fuck dude you know but yeah no it's 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 tough i mean like i i i always i have a rule for myself when i record music i i always have someone produce me i can't i can't do it myself because i'm so like ah let's just add a little more treble <laughs> maybe maybe shift it a little bit to the left, a little bit, a little bit more shit. It's all the way to the left. Okay. Go to take it back. You know, I'm just so like, <laughs> like I'm indecisive. I can't do it. So kudos yeah, these, to you, man. These
1: people that do it for a living. I mean, they're basically, they're EQing everything and, and getting all, all that stuff done while actually, while you're recording the tracks, you know? Yeah. So by the time they're ready to mix it, it's almost mixed.
0: Yeah, that is true. That's, <laughs> that's, know? that's like a skipping a step. <clears throat> You know, and it it helps uh, the mixing process uh, move along a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, kudos to the engineers, man. They have to deal with our shit. (laughs) Can I get more reverb? (laughs) Uh, Can you just, uh, more guitar on the left, less bass, actually eliminate the bass? (laughs)
1: Yeah, and and the reason they accept money for doing that is because they all have their own projects that they could be working on for free.
0: That is true. (laughs) That is true. That is true. I, I remember one of my buddies, he said, like, dude, I don't I, I, I should get tips for dealing with bullshit and I'm like, dude, you get paid like half a million a year. Why are you complaining? Really? <laughs> <laughs> that is your tip. <coughs> I know, that's your tip. You don't like your you do like your job, go I don't know, go play a bass or something. <laughs> cool, man. Well, I I appreciate you being on the show. This was this was fun. Uh do you yeah. mind doing another song for us?
1: Uh no, I'll do one. I'll do one up. of uh, my solo album, Don't Fire at Will. All
0: right, let me <laughs> put you center of attention. All right, man, go for it.
1: All right, this is called Beatles Street. <clears throat> Still long ago, the thought of me that used to be is gone. I've been complete. And the two boys, the needles free. Slick as a sleuth, I track my alley. Fall back through time. I have to get back inside my mind. I gotta free that part of me that's been crushed and redefined. Make myself don't be on Beatle Street. Yeah. Oh, I'm sounding my retreat from Street.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah 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 There you have it ladies and gentlemen will Claussen and what are you playing? What what uh what what uh guitar I'm is that?
1: I am playing on acoustic uh Ovation.
0: I thought so. I thought so. I saw the headstock and I'm like, that looks like an Ovation.
1: Yeah, I went into Mars Music uh years ago, that uh, owned by Mickey Mars, and I mm-hmm. went and played every guitar in that place, all except for for the the double neck guitar with uh, all the jewels in, in the uh in the neck. I didn't play that one because I was afraid I'd mess it up. But this is the best sounding guitar in the whole place. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Where's that? Where's that at? Is, is that in San Diego or?
1: No, it was in Los Angeles. I lived in Los Angeles until a couple of years ago. Um, no, but all the Mars Musics have closed down. Oh really? Yeah. It it, it was in Los Angeles. It was uh, in it was in the South Bay. Um, somewhere around Torrance.
0: Oh really? How so, so long have you been in San Diego?
1: I've been back here. Well, I was actually born down here. I was oh, okay. I was born in La Jolla. It's been downhill ever since. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm back here. Um, I, I was getting, you know, the traffic up there is just ridiculous. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I was tired of it taking me three hours to get to some place that it should have taken me 20 minutes. You know? Truth. And you know, you're sitting there, you're falling asleep in traffic. It's not moving. You 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 need to go take a leak. There's nowhere to pull over. <laughs> you know, it's like ridiculous. Yeah,
0: yeah, so. yeah. I I don't miss it at all. Um, you know, I I, I, I mean, I, I travel to L.A. every week. I, I it's it's insane how much driving I do. And where are you at now? I I'm in San Diego. I, oh, I, yeah. oh, I I okay. I, re- I relocated to San Diego officially officially last year. Um, permanently this year um excuse me uh permanently uh last year i forget it's 2021 (laughs) it's january um yeah so i'm permanently down here i'm actually out of el cajon okay i'm um, here uh,
1: off of the college avenue
0: Oh, okay, dude. it's crazy. Everyone I've interviewed is in that area. That's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm
1: by Choya's Lake, the lake that nobody knows is there because yes. you can't want to see it from the street.
0: Yes, <laughs> I I got lost there and I circled it for a while. <laughs> I was like, "Why am I? Where am I?" Um, yeah, yeah and then I'm, and then you know, uh, my studio is down here at uh, by Sports Arena. So, um, it's kind of a drive, but not really. Oh, it's not okay. like it's not like L.A. driving. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. it's it's like twenty miles or whatever the length is, and it takes you twenty minutes. Versus if this was L.A., it would take me three hours to get <laughs> <Exactly>. down here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't miss that shit, dude. I dude, I remember I remember uh, playing playing it down at Sunset, and then just like, all right, we got to leave now, but we don't <laughs> yeah. we don't we don't pl- we don't our call times at eight. I'm like, I know it's three o'clock. We should leave now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> try, try try going down down to Hollywood on and, on Halloween and and try finding a place to park once you get there.
0: <laughs> I, I I did the stupid the stupid idea of of with my buddy of cruising Hollywood Hollywood Boulevard. Okay, we cruised not Hollywood Boulevard. We cruised uh sunset. yes. we cruised sunset and we started. Where do we start? Right off of Highland, and we went down to WeHo all the way, all the way through, and it was like insanity. (laughs) That wasn't even Hollywood Boulevard; like we were the next street over, and it was (laughs) fucking crazy. Like, Jesus, man! I mean, I hadn't seen so much tail though. I'll tell you that it was it was crazy. There's so many.
1: The thing I don't that I do miss about LA is there's always (laughs) some place to go. I mean to to see some. I mean for free. You want to go yes. see bands performing inside of record stores or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. you can you can go do all that. You know, it might that take you true. a long time to get there, but <laughs> but there's always something to do.
0: Yeah, and it, and it's cool because like you know you if you if you're uh, you know an individual that that loves to run into celebrities. It, honestly, if you hang out one day, just one day in Hollywood, right. Hollywood, ball, you'll run into somebody.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like you it's know. like uh, one day I'm at Tower Records and I'm I I go outside so I'm looking for the Guitar Center. So I asked I asked this girl, you know where the Guitar Center is? Uh, and afterwards, I found it strange she wouldn't know because it it uh it turned out that after I walked away, I realized it was Liv Tyler I was talking to. Oh, no shit. She, <laughs> wouldn't she know where the Guitar Center was?
0: <laughs> I know, right.
1: <laughs> And then uh, I'm I'm on a uh, Hollywood Boulevard and I see uh the the bartender from the Love Boat hanging out on the street wearing a bathrobe.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: Ten legs. ten legs. I went up and talked to him, and he he, he gave me an autograph on a piece of the newspaper that I happened to be, to be <laughs> carrying. <laughs> you know, but yeah, they're all over the place, you know. Or or I'm or I'm in Redondo Beach. I see Sammy Hagar come whizzing through in a, in a red sports car. You
0: know, <laughs> you know it's funny. It's funny you, you said Redondo Beach. Uh, when I when I used to I worked at uh Petco when I was younger, and I went to Redondo Beach Petco, and uh. Matthew McConaughey <laughs> you know how he they always have him running he's always exercising it's 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 totally true like I was down there and he was running and he ran up to the petco I was working at because I, I I went to go help out the store and he's all sweaty and he takes his shirt or a towel or whatever wipes him so he's not wearing a shirt and he puts on his shirt it's like hey how's it going just walks in I'm like is that that is no way bought some like cat food or something or dog food or whatever. Like, and then just have like, not nah, stay now. You know, it's like, it's, it's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. I, I ran into, I ran into a lot of people. It's interesting working. I worked at studio city for a while and I would run into so many celebrities. And I, I and you know, I, I, I don't try, I don't get starstruck, you know? Um, so they're very lucky when I help them out. They're like, Hey, I'm looking for, they're trying to hide it. And, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, it's over here and I'm like, You're good. Like, I know you are, it's fine. You're good. Oh, thank you. You know, like you have no <laughs> idea how stressful it is like trying to hide like I ran into Sarah Michelle Geller and and what's his name? Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and and you know, and they were just like looking around and she's like, Yeah, I'm looking for this I'm like, Yeah, it's over here and I actually gave them a heads up. I said, Hey, um, you know, there's a fan, so you you know, we'll ring you up and get you guys out of here and she was like, Dude, that's so awesome that you're Letting us do that, it's like now I get it. <laughs> you know, let's yeah. do this. And as soon as well, they got out, it was like she was crazy.
1: I would think it's easier for them having to wear the mask all the time, though.
0: Nowadays, yes. <laughs> Can you imagine walking in? They have no idea who you are. <laughs> I'm Keanu Reeves.
1: <laughs> I, I actually did a movie with Keanu Reeves. I was in the uh, original Point Break. Oh, really? Yeah the the, the party the party scene where where uh, there's a the blonde in, in the bikini that's blowing flames. Yeah. I'm right next to her, rearing back from the flames.
0: Oh, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, movie work, musician. I mean, it, 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 what, what, do you, is there anything you don't do?
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Mixes his
0: own albums?
1: I, I don't rob people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that 10%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude, I yeah, I appreciate you doing this. It is uh, this was a fun interview. Um, I gotta have you on the show again. When when yeah, you release great. when you release that album, I want to hear it. Now I wanna I want you back on here, dude. Hey, great, awesome. If you're, if you're
1: gonna send me a link uh, so I can check this out and stuff, too?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be uh, you know, like I tell everybody, it's gonna be uploaded Mondays. Mondays, guys. YouTube. Um, the the audio is gonna be on the on the, you know, Spotify and all that stuff. Yep. Um, sure. You know, as soon as I, I normally release some Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now yeah. we we're kind of following a, a better schedule. Before it was kind of released as we go, but you know, uh, the editor we have the editor on the schedule. Um, so uh, shout out to Ludie so he just kill me. Um, so yeah, once it's released, I'll send you all the the links and stuff, and you can check it out and show everybody. But um, yeah, this is fun, man. And when, yeah, look, once once look, look. you release it, I'm I'm dying to have you back so we can talk about the album.
1: Yeah. Also, let's uh once once all this uh, COVID blows over, let's uh go hang out somewhere. And, Hell yeah. You know, maybe if it, maybe if you're interested in going to Comic Con, maybe I can slip you in there.
0: Oh, Yeah, that'd be awesome. I've never been. I've never oh, been. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah I've I'm, never I'm a, been. I'm and... a permanent guest.
0: Oh, awesome. Hell yeah. I'd appreciate that. That'd be awesome. Well, you guys heard it here, man. Uh, Will Clawson <laughs> did some sh- some show some songs for us. Uh, check out his stuff. Check out his comics too. Is, is there uh, any anywhere they can look at your comics so they know which ones you worked on? So maybe they want to uh, go well, purchase. Well, they
1: can them? just uh, Google my name.
0: Just uh, Google, here, yeah.
1: There's a uh, a splash page for uh, upcoming USO hunter. Wow. It's wow. Uh, that's a series uh, working about <coughs> working on about underwater UFOs.
0: I uh that's that's cool. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. <laughs> All right, well, there you have it, guys. Um, Thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah, my pleasure.